Hello Saints, Todd here with SafeguardYourSoul.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so blessed to have these moments together in the Word of God. And remember, Saints, there's nothing, there's nothing, no thing happening on God's planet that is even remotely as important as the work of the gospel and feeding the sheep of Jesus Christ for whom he died to save so that they can grow in grace, they can be edified, they can be equipped for the work of the ministry according to the scriptures. And let me just guarantee you this one thing, by the grace of God, this outreach will continue to unapologetically endeavor to preach the whole of the word of God, regardless of who gets offended or not in Jesus name. And please remember that your prayers and support are vital to this operation. Thank you. I don't know about you, friend, but I've been in places with God and seasons with God that I complained, such as Jeremiah, our brother and prophet of God, complained also and had to have an attitude adjustment. Listen to Jeremiah 12, verse 5. If thou hast run with the footmen and they have wearied thee, then how canst thou contend with horses? In other words, if you've been challenged in the afflictions that you've thus far suffered with footmen, they only have two feet, he's talking about men, footmen, how are you going to deal with the horses that lie ahead? In other words, there are greater challenges and afflictions that lie ahead. You see, what Jeremiah endured at the hands of the priest in Anoth or Anathoth was nothing compared to the persecutions that were yet to come for him in his life. Therefore, he was to prepare himself with faith and courage to face the greater trials just ahead. Now, and that was chapter 12, verse 5. Now, in the 15th chapter of Jeremiah, we read in verse 10 where he says, Woe is me, my mother, that has borne me a man of strife and a man of contention to the whole earth. I have neither lent on usury, nor men have lent to me on usury, yet every one of them doth curse me. The Lord said, Verily it shall be well with thy remnant. Then he goes on and he prays in verse 15, and he prays this, O Lord, thou knowest, remember me and visit me and revenge me of my persecutors. Take me not away in thy long suffering. Know that for thy sake I have suffered rebuke. You know, Jeremiah was a watchman. He was a prophet of God and he was called upon to pronounce judgments upon the people of God and to warn them and he got very little positive response throughout all of his dealings and you know his serving God and rebuking and calling out the sins of God's people and many of those today who are called as watchmen I say many of those there's not even many answering that call in a sincere obedient way but the ones that are you know we're going to suffer affliction that word affliction appears 13 times affliction afflictions in the Bible and we are going to suffer affliction and God says to endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ and we can pray like Jeremiah did here that the Lord would visit us and comfort us and revenge us of our persecutors because you will be persecuted you will be lied about you will be shunned you will be persecuted in a myriad of ways as all who are in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution second Timothy 3:12 that's a promise we're going to suffer not only the afflictions and the persecutions of the footmen but also the horsemen you know there may come a time in your life when you realize that it dawns on you if you will maybe by the spirit of God that you also have an Alexander the 
coppersmith. Second Timothy chapter 4, Paul said Alexander the coppersmith did him much harm, much. And many are the afflictions, many are the afflictions of the righteous, the Bible says. Demas and others forsook the apostle Paul. Mark at one time forsook Paul and Barnabas. This is going to happen. These kind of things are happening. Those things I would call part of uh, maybe the footman, you know, the category. And then there's the horseman category where you got people like Alexander the coppersman. No telling what he was saying about the apostle Paul. That's in 2 Timothy chapter 4. Let's read that here in a few minutes. But right now we're talking about Jeremiah and how he's calling out to the Lord. He suffered great affliction in announcing the sins of Israel and obeying God who called him out to do so. And now he's asking the Lord to visit him, to comfort him, etc. And take me not away in thy long suffering. Know that for thy sake I have a suffered rebuke. In other words, I'm suffering for righteousness sake because I've obeyed you. Then he says in verse 16 of Jeremiah 15, thy words were found and I did eat them and thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. I sat not in the assembly of mock nor rejoiced. I sat alone because of thy hand, for thou hast filled me with indignation. See, because of thine hand, the hand of the Lord upon him, Jeremiah did not associate with and make close communion with mockers, in other words, religious hypocrites, nor did he rejoice with them. He sat alone because of thy hand, he said. I sat alone because of thy hand. There are times when all men are going to forsake you, and that's what Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4, where he said, no man stood with me and all men forsook me and then he says yet the lord stood with me strengthened me second corinthians 4 16 and 17 the lord is going to stand with you friend in this late hour even though all men may forsake you or it may appear that way sometimes it just appears that way it appeared that way to elijah but god had to remind him that there were still seven thousand that had not bowed their knee even though there might have not been too many close to him he felt all alone at times and I know some of you listening have felt all alone at times and you felt like everybody shunned you but due to the trauma if you will, or the terror that comes upon your mind when you're attacked. And this seems to be what Jeremiah is experiencing here in the 15th chapter of Jeremiah. And notice that God's word was his medicine in the midst of his afflictions, in, in the midst of him being persecuted. Verse 16 here in this passage, he says right in the middle here, Thy words were found, and I did eat them. See, he found the word of God, and he got into the word of God. Thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of mine heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. So what does that mean in context? Well, first, first of all, he found the word of God. He searched the scriptures in his time of affliction. Thy words were found. How were they found? Well, Jeremiah, the servant of the Lord, sought out the Lord in his word. And I did eat them. In other words, he devoured them. He poured over them. He embraced them and read them diligently. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of mine heart. That was the fruit of studying the word of God and seeking God's face in his word during our times of affliction in the midst of persecutors. You see, God is working all things together for the good to those that love him and are the called according to his purpose, says the scripture, to conform us to the image of Christ. Romans 8, 28 and 29. I hath not seen nor 
has ear heard, nor has entered into the mind the things which God has prepared for them that love him. 1 Corinthians 2, 9. So then he says, For I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. So by getting in the word of God, Jeremiah, the servant of the Lord, was reminded that he's called of God. Have you ever been to the place? It sounds like that's where Jeremiah here is in parts of this 15th chapter of Jeremiah. Have you ever been to the place where you doubted your calling? from God and you were like, wow, Lord, am I actually doing exactly what you called me to do? Have you come to the place where you said, okay, Lord, whatever you want out of me, if I've missed you and I've gone the wrong way and I've done this all under my own doing and I'm self-willed, Lord, take my life, take me from this point on and put me where you want me to be. Now, I wonder if that's exactly where Jeremiah, the servant of the Lord, is himself here in this 15th chapter. I mean, as we read a moment ago in verse 10, he says, Woe is me, my mother, that thou hast borne me, a man of strife and a man of contention to the whole earth. You know, he is very much in despair and beginning to grapple with his very existence and his calling. You know, at one point, Jeremiah said, Lord, just take me, kill me. You know, Elijah, we remember, said basically the same thing. They were both in despair. Well, maybe that can be a comfort to you and I, not only in things we've already been through, might be going through now or that lie ahead in the future. You're not alone, my friend. Everyone who has served the Lord as one of his called out watchmen has experienced those things. Now, remember to refresh yourself in the Lord. And that's what David did. He encouraged himself in the Lord, the Bible says. And he encouraged himself in the Lord. In fact, it was in a time of great distress that David encouraged himself in the Lord, which is what we see Jeremiah doing here by getting in the word of God. Listen to this, 1 Samuel 30, verse 6. And David was greatly distressed, not just distressed, but greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Again, and that's what Jeremiah is doing here when he gets in the word. And what happens when we get in the word in the midst of our trials and tribulations and afflictions that we suffer with the footman and the horseman is what we see here with Jeremiah in verses 15 through 17. When when we get in the word, we see the truth, not only of God and our calling and our persecutors and how they're in darkness. We also become righteously indignant. We become refreshed, restored in our calling, knowing that we're called by the Lord God of hosts. And also, we become righteously indignant against the sin among God's people. As we see in verse 17, I sat not in the assembly of the mockers, nor rejoiced. I sat alone because of thine hand, for thou hast filled me with indignation, righteous indignation against the hypocrites and the rebels and those that pose as being Christians and aren't. Those that pose as being pastors that are not doing what God called them to do, which according to the apostolic model is to preach, warn, and teach. You see, they only want to sometimes preach and teach and entertain. They don't want to warn people because that costs you your reputation among mere men. But that'll get you a great favor with God because that's part of doing the work of the gospel as a watchman and as a true under-shepherd 
According to Colossians 1.28, Paul said he did three things to prepare the body of Christ to meet the Lord as a bride without spot and blemish, like the lamb who is without spot and blemish that has bought us and made our robes that he gave us of robes of righteousness white. Yet some of us have tarnished them and spotted them. But he said he's coming back for a church that's without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that is holy in his sight, Ephesians 5:25 through 27. Then Jeremiah, as we close here, says in verse 18 here of Jeremiah 15, Why is my pain perpetual? Why is it ongoing, Lord? And my wound incurable, which refuseth to be healed? Wilt thou be altogether unto me a liar, as a liar, as waters that fail? So in his time of affliction, which he said was his pain was perpetual. Anybody else ever been through a long season that you never thought was going to end? There's some things we're all still waiting for to be answered at this point, I'm sure. And that's what he's saying. He's basically, at this point in his weakness, he is uh, questioning God's integrity and faithfulness and wondering if God's ever going to come through. Verse 19, Therefore thus saith the Lord, this was the Lord's response to his servant Jeremiah, If thou return, now here he calls him to return, which is a word synonymous with repentance. Then, in other words, repent of this bad attitude. Then will I bring thee again, and thou shalt stand before me. If thou take forth the precious from the vial, thou shalt be as my mouth. Let them not return unto thee, but return not thou unto them. So let them return unto thee, but don't return to them. So what he's saying here is, Jeremiah, you're going to need to repent and change your attitude and begin to rightly divide or discern what's going on here and not blame me to trust my character to know that I am not going to forsake you. I have it and I won't. So God doesn't throw Jeremiah away here. I believe as we read in Psalms that he knows that we're but dust and he loves his servant Jeremiah, but he calls him here to return to him and change his attitude to cast down these wicked imaginations. See, wrong thoughts about God must be purged from all of us. We need to get rid of them. That process never stops. You know, we need to be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, he says in Romans 12 too. We need to get rid of all the dross, if you will, in our beliefs, clinging only to the gold of the truth, the golden truth. It's only then that we can be used properly of the Lord. And maybe God's calling us to adjust, if you will, and repent of some of our attitudes toward him. I'm talking to the servants of the Lord, those who serve the Lord. I'm not talking to people who are pew sitters or whatever inactive and think they're actually disciples of Christ. That's another complete hypocritical deception. But I'm talking to the watchman. You see, even though I love the Lord and his word and separate myself from him, this is, I believe, sums up what we read here in Jeremiah 15. Even though I love him, I love his word, I separate myself unto him and his calling on my life, even though I've been sanctified by his word and his spirit, like Jeremiah, I still have wrong images of the Lord in some ways that must be purged and repented of. I must return to the Lord. I must repent and readjust my thinking according to his holy truth, his word. Then and only then can I continue to be used of the Lord. Hallelujah. All right, friend, God bless you. I hope this refreshes you and helps you. And please remember that you may be suffering something right now, but like a footman, but there may be much greater coming, even horsemen. And so like God said to Jeremiah, let me encourage you with these words. If you have run with the footmen and they have word thee, then how can you contend with the horses? How are you going to be able to handle the greater affliction that lies ahead when you're not properly 
and with the right attitude adoring the afflictions of the gospel in this rather minor affliction. God bless you, friend. Safeguardyoursoul.com. Well, brothers and sisters, it's been a blessing to spend these moments with you in the Word of God. And remember, there's hundreds of more Christ-centered, scripture-rich, edifying podcasts on safeguardyoursoul.com forward slash audios. There's also a store page with several many books on there for your edification in Christ. They're all scripture-rich and Christ-centered. Also, tens of thousands of saints and sinners are being reached every month, and your prayers are coveted for the fruitfulness and supply of this outreach. God be praised, by the way, for those who are supporting, and feel free to visit our donate page on the site, and you can use your debit card, PayPal, or Patreon, and you can become a monthly sustaining member if you choose to do so, and a gift of any amount is so appreciated. Part of this outreach is to equip and supply other ministering disciples across our great country and all over the world. And may God be praised that there's fruitfulness happening among his people and through his beloved saints as we know that the return of our Lord Jesus Christ draws nigh. And we say together in the words of Revelation 22, even so, come Lord Jesus. Amen.